Hey there, Fletcher Malthings Overlanding here, and today I'm going to talk about overlanding slash dispersed camping and mental toughness. You know, I get a lot of questions from my friends that are like, man, how do you go out there in the winter? Like, for me, that's when it starts. So again, I wanted to talk a little bit about mental toughness. I wanted to talk about how overlanding can prepare you for stuff like that and some of the benefits of overlanding and how that kind of ties into mental toughness, discipline, that kind of thing. So if you want to learn more about that, if you want to hear more about that, if you're curious about that topic, stay tuned. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. All right, so as I mentioned in the intro today, I'm talking about overlanding and its effect on mental toughness and kind of the mental toughness required to do overlanding. And let me start by saying, I'm not trying to say like, you go overlanding and like you're as tough as a Navy SEAL or anything, right? I can already hear the comments. I can feel the comments coming in the comments section down below. But what I am saying is that I have a number of friends that aren't really into camping. They aren't really into overlanding. They've never done this sort of stuff. And I think if they went out for their first time, and tried to go camping in a foot of snow, right? Like in the winter, went up to Wisconsin or Michigan, which I love to do in the winter. If I was there this February, this past February, um, they would have a tough time, right? And a lot of that is just practice. A lot of it is, uh, you know, your equipment and stuff like that. That can all play into that. But the main component of that, the main thing of it, I think, is mental toughness. And again, not saying I'm any sort of like super tough guy or anything like that. However, I have over the years with all the camping that I've done, all the overlanding that I've done, the two weeks at a time through Wyoming and basically being reliant on my truck and my gear that I carry with me, you do sort of develop a level of mental toughness that is sort of interesting. And I enjoy it. I like it because I do feel like that has prepared me for if the worst were to happen, if you would lose power in the winter right? One, I've got some gear that can help me with that. I've got a diesel heater. I've got battery banks. I've got, you know, equipment that can help me in like a survival type situation. And again, not trying to get into the whole prepper thing here, but my wife's, I'll give you a good example. My wife's grandma several years ago, this is quite a few years ago, lives in Kentucky and they had a power outage and their power was out for like a couple of weeks. And you know, this poor lady is in her eighties and she's an older lady and she's not equipped. She's not prepared for this. So she's got a number of blankets over her and you know, she had to be pretty tough to get through that. And family members were going and checking on her and bringing her stuff. But like, unless you're prepared for it, it's when something bad happens, if you have some mental toughness, if you have the ability to sort of soldier on and, and you know, toughen your way through, tougher times, there is a positive to that. And you can develop that by getting more into dispersed camping, overlanding, hiking, anything like that. Anything that has to do with the outdoor. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
So again, let's try and break this up into a few different sections. I'm going to start by talking about some examples of times when I've had to be mentally tough. And again, not trying to humble brag here or anything like that, but I want to call out these stories so that you kind of get a feel for like what can happen in overlanding, especially like I'm talking winter stuff. It's the beginning of December where I am. And again, my season is just starting. I'm looking forward to camping for the next four to five months while the winter is going on. Because like right now, there's no one out here. I have seen one car in the last five hours that I've been here and it's amazing. It's just more peaceful. It's more quiet. So if you can get out here and endure the sort of the colder temps and things like that, then you unlock a lot of benefits aside from just the mental toughness, but just other benefits like less people, more peaceful, you know, that sort of thing. So we'll start with sort of some stories of mental toughness, and then we'll kind of end with some ways that I think you can work on that mental toughness and kind of get out and train yourself so that you can be better at overlanding, tougher for overlanding, that kind of thing. So let's start with the stories. Like I mentioned, this past February, I went up to Wisconsin for an overlanding trip called Snowverland. I put a card up here to a trip video that I did on that on that trip if you want to kind of see that and kind of see what we went through. There are also some pretty funny moments in that video. I really like that video. So if you want to check that out, check that out if you're on YouTube. If you're on the podcast, of course, you're welcome to come over to YouTube and subscribe and check out all the videos over there as well. But we went in February middle end of February, I believe it was. And the first night when we went camping, we actually went out and did a snow wheeling run and we ran trails with about a foot and a half or two feet of snow on the trails, went out and went wheeling, you know, through the snow at night. It was beautiful. It was amazing. It was a lot of fun. And then we went back to camp and we were dispersed camping. We were out in the middle of a national forest. The first night it got down to 11 degrees. So it was pretty chilly, but we had our diesel heaters. We had, you know, we were appropriately dressed. We were ready for it. We had hats, we had gloves, we had a coat on and stuff. But again, most people wouldn't go out and sit down in that situation and hang out in a camping chair in 11 degree temps. However, because we did that one, you know, my buddy Brady was with me. Another buddy Austin was with me. You know, as a result, one, we had a bunch of great stories that came out of it. Two, you know, we saw that with the right equipment, with the right gloves and hat and stuff, it's not nearly as bad as it sounds. And we had a good time. We sat around a fire. We, you know, ate some good food and we had a great time. Night two, it got down to negative four degrees. So it got really cold. Um, but again, if you have a diesel heater, if you have some of this stuff that you need to basically make that survivable and not just survivable, but comfortable, then it's a whole other thing. And again, just going through that and, and, and learning from that and sort of seeing like, hey, look, I can tough this out. What that's done for me is then when we go to like a football game or something, and I'm trying to extrapolate this back to normal life, right? When we go to like, say, a high school football game, and my kids want to go and we take them to the football game, it might be in the 30s out there. And I'm probably less well-equipped because I'm not really planning to stay for a long time. So I might wear like a coat and some gloves, maybe a hat, but then like jeans, right? It's cold. And a lot of the times I go out there and a lot of people that I'm acquainted with or know or whatever are complaining and they're bitching and moaning and they're getting blankets out of the car and they're, they're just freezing, right? They're just losing their minds. They're acting like they're going to die because it's 38 degrees outside and uh, they have to sit during a football game. And again, for me, I'm sitting there and because I've been in a lot worse than that, like, yeah, it's cold. Sure, it's not comfortable. No, I don't want to do it for 12 hours. I don't want to get rained on when it's 20 degrees or anything. I don't want to torture myself. But as I'm sitting there and I'm and I'm thinking about it and all these people are kind of losing their minds about how cold it is, I'm like, it's really not that bad. I've been in negative four, right, sitting around a campfire. Like, 
this isn't so bad to just sit here and be a little bit cold for like a, an hour and a half or two, right? So that has helped me toughen up for that stuff. Um, another story is like when I was in Wyoming, right? It was a two week long trip. So again, we would pop in and out of town sometimes. So you could buy groceries, you could buy, so you weren't a hundred percent self-sufficient, but there might be two or three days at a stretch where we were pretty remote. We didn't see anybody really. And you were literally like reliant on yourself. If you cut yourself, if you needed a bandage, that sort of thing. Speaking of which, I'll put a, a link up here, a card up here to the Wyoming trip because our paramedic who was with us actually sliced his finger open so bad he did have to leave and actually go out to a town to get stitches. Um, but you do have to be more reliant, right? And so for he endured that for half a day. He had blood pouring out of his hand and finally was like, you know what? It's not stopping. I need to go to get stitches to solve this problem. But again, most people wouldn't even have endured that. They would have been gone the second that it happened. But because, you know, for two weeks in a row, you're out there, you're in the environment, you're dirty, you're wet, you're getting rained on, it's 90, it's 60, the weather changes, right? You've got to be equipped for it. It just mentally prepares you for a lot of stuff that otherwise would seem a lot worse. But as you get used to it, it's not so bad. And you just kind of become toughened to it and mentally tougher around it. Like this smoke right now blowing in my eyes if you're watching on YouTube, not the best. So, you know, just like that, the smoke blowing in my eyes right now, you know, it's uncomfortable. Do I enjoy it? No. But the more that you do it, the more that you get used to it, the less scarred by it you're going to be, the, the tougher you're going to be against inconveniences that otherwise would seem like really serious, you know, threats to your well-being or things like that. They're just going to become mild inconveniences instead of dire circumstances. And so I think that's a really big positive of overlanding, right, is that as you get out here, as you get used to maybe like the wind blowing and it being a little uncomfortable right now, it's probably about... 50 degrees so it's a little chilly I might go put a sweatshirt on here in a minute but like I'm not complaining about it and I'm not crying about it I'm it doesn't feel so bad I've been in worse so if you want to kind of do a comparison to the military and things like that they put them through really tough times because then when they really get into a tough time it doesn't seem so bad because their training was even worse than the tough wartime stuff that they may have to go through right it's sort of the same with overlanding where if your experience with camping has always been going to a state park where you have bathrooms and you have a general store and you have that sort of thing, and then someone takes you out like where I am in the middle of a national forest with no toilets, no services whatsoever, you know, very limited, if any, cell phone reception, and you are just cut off and you're on your own, then you're truly sort of reliant. That would seem like a big inconvenience and a big tough time to a lot of people that are used to the state park camping, which is why I understand a lot of people have hesitance to sort of dive into overlanding but again, the more that you do it, take it easy, take it slow, you know, go out, kind of learn things one trip at a time. You don't need to buy a bunch of stuff. You don't need to do a bunch of stuff. Watch some videos, learn a little bit, go out and give it a shot. You're not going to die probably if you're careful, right? Worst case, you may have a bad time and you may learn from it and then you can improve for the next time. But the more that you do it, the tougher you're going to get, the less something like forgetting your stove is going to be a problem for you, right? The tougher you're going to be to those sort of inconveniences. And so we're already kind of, I've started to talk about the benefits that come out of it. I told a couple of stories. Now we're into the benefits, you know. It makes everything seem easier. It makes you tougher for sure against things in your real life like inconveniences of the cold at sporting events, that sort of thing. Having to wait. Um, one thing that I've really noticed recently, and maybe this is a boomer thing to say even though I'm Gen X, is 
that I see people complain all the time about having to do the most menial tasks. So I'll give you an example. I, I'm like a parent of my kids are swimmers. And so sometimes people have to volunteer to like do timing. Sometimes people have to volunteer to like bring food to the judges and stuff. You know, the, the people at the, the head desk, that kind of thing. I've noticed more and more that people are just like, oh my gosh, this is the hardest. I don't want to do this and this sucks. And I, you know, I'd rather go home and watch TV and, and everybody's kind of becoming a little bit more selfish and a little bit less willing to work as a team and a little bit less able to do simple stuff. Like none of this is hard. None of this is surviving in negative four degree weather, right? Like this is just being a good person and being helpful and kind of going above and beyond to help out others. And that's kind of being lost, I feel like a little bit. And again, I don't want to get on a high horse here or anything like that, but I feel like a lot of this overlanding stuff, like you will come across cars that are stuck and you will help recover them. And it will make you feel like a great person and you saved this person's day. You know, they could have had a really bad time. They could have had to walk out to get reception to call for a tow truck or something. So there's like things like that. You will go camping with other people and dispersed camping and you'll realize you forgot your toilet or you forgot toilet paper. Or you forgot your propane for your stove. And people are going to help you and you're going to come together and you're going to have opportunities to help other people too. So I think from like a personal standpoint, both from like a, a mental toughness, but then also just from like a good person sort of standpoint, overlanding can help with all of that stuff. And again, it's going to make things like having to volunteer to help out for your kids' sporting events an easier task to accomplish and less of an inconvenience for you if you are already used to doing way harder things like, you know, going camping in the middle of winter. So again, I'm gonna kind of stop it there. I just thought it was kind of an interesting topic to think about mental toughness and overlanding and how you can kind of train yourself to be mentally tougher. If you get into dispersed camping, hiking, backpacking, overlanding, that kind of thing, all those things are gonna to contribute to that. Dispersed camping, all of those things. So again, if you're into that stuff, if you are brand new to it and you're just listening to this podcast to learn a little bit more about it, in the description below will be links to all my other social pages. Definitely check those out. There's also a link to the Newbie Overlanders Facebook page, which is an awesome resource. I run the thing, so if anybody bullies anybody or is a jerk, they get kicked out. So it gives you a new place as a newbie to come and ask questions, to learn, to use the search bar and find a bunch of stuff because a lot of people have asked the same questions, to learn on your own so that you can then get into this thing and again, hopefully make you more mentally tough, make you more physically tough and give you just a, a different sort of outlook on life. So again, I hope that that was helpful for you. Also in the description below are links to my website where I've got overlanding stickers and patches. So check that out. And then there's also the Patreon group, which is a fun group. We've got a 24 seven discord and I love chatting with everyone in there. And we're actually planning a trip for early 2024. So uh, if you're in by then, then you could join us for that trip if you can. So again, thanks so much for listening. If you're on the podcast, leave a five-star review if you enjoyed it. If you're on YouTube, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button to make sure that you don't miss anything. And uh, again, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.